are fans of the New England Free Jacks, and you're watching an MLR Weekly. Rugby wrap up. Something about rugby. <laughs> Be a rugby wrap-up. Yeah! Yeah! Hey, we know that Los Angeles has been eliminated from the Major League Rugby playoffs, but that happened just after we taped this show. But because it's a great show, we're going to let it fly as is. Coming up next on Rugby Wrap-Ups MLR Weekly, controversy in Austin, a final in the East, plus highlights, opinions, and previews from Brian Ray. Dan Power, and Matt McCarthy. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to this week's MLR Weekly as presented by Rugby Rep Up, Matt McCarthy in New York City, and I got Dan Power on his airplane or in his airplane and uh, Brian Ray in Nova Scotia, but I'll bring them in a minute. But before we go ahead, let's take a quick look back at recent events. Up in Fort Quincy, that's what New England fans call their jewel of a stadium in Quincy, Massachusetts. It's just a train ride from downtown Boston and it's got the perfect rugby vibe. But New York looked right at home, however, building a 14-0 lead. But teams learn the hard way when they underestimate these free jacks and those free jacks did not disappoint. They fought back and nearly tied the match up at death, but New York wins, and all three All Blacks took the pitch as both teams had unconventional lineups as per the pending playoffs. New York wins 21-14 and avoids being swept in the three-game series by the New Englanders. In another Friday night contest that had fans watching the scoreboard, Atlanta hosted New Orleans and second place was theirs for the taking. The Rattlers slithered past NOLA tacklers in a second half that saw them pull away and get the five-point bonus win and that coveted second place spot in the East. Atlanta wins 45-19 and now hosts New York on Saturday night. In the Wild West, the Houston Sabercats clawed the Gilgronies for a bit, but eventually succumbed to penalties and that explosive Gilgroni offense, 29-14. Houston rested some key starters, however. Austin showed their class by playing at the top of their game despite the off-field shenanigans. Kudos. In Dallas, the Jackals held the Utah Warriors to a 7-5 scoreline through 50-plus minutes. But the Warriors had too much firepower in the second half and shattered the dreams of a Dallas first win, scoring some crushing tries, including one as time expired, making coach Sean Davies a little happier going into the offseason. North of the border, Toronto hosted a fiery old glory team. Head coach Nate Osborne's offense was too much for a bewildered Arrows fan base to take in as the Eastern Conference rivals head into the offseason with very different slants on their season. The team from the nation's capital wins 50 to 35 and many questions will be answered for both teams in this offseason. Finally, Los Angeles had second place overall within their grasp playing at home in the Coliseum versus the Seattle Seawolves. The visitors were basically a mash unit and faced a must-win situation with their second life and playoff berth on the line. Nobody in their right mind picked Seattle with their depleted lineup, but that's why we play the games. 
and the Seawolves stun Los Angeles and the world, winning 37-25 and go to the playoffs. Wow. Crazy, crazy stuff. But we'll talk about that and more with Brian Ray and Dan Power after this. Rugby Now, delivering premier brands to players and coaches. Our quality and heritage make for a winning presentation. Your orders are guaranteed same-day shipping. Drop by our online store and follow us for exclusive content. RugbyNow.com selling or trading in your vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. With Easy Trade, start online or visit us in-store. We want your vehicle, and we'll give you up to 125% of KBB value. It's easy at Sheehy. Sheehy.com. Ladies and gentlemen, as per the nature of shooting this show, we shot just before the shoot dropped with the L.A. Giltinis, so we didn't know what was happening there. But uh, to bring up to speed, Brian Ray and yours truly are picking the banged-up hosts Seattle Seawolves over the off-the-beach San Diego Legion, while Dan Power, that rebel, is picking the Austin Gilgronis via injunction. So with that, we're going to continue with the show as we had it recorded because it's still just a good show. All right, and we are back with Brian Ray of America's Rugby News and Danny Top Gun Power on his in his plane. Uh, Maverick, Danny, whatever you're going by these days. What a topsy-turvy, crazy, wacky world we live in in this Major League Rugby thing. We've got a team that was left for dead back in. We got a team that was in first place, booted out of the league. Pandemonium. It's crazy. What do you make of all this, Dan? Yeah, I am dangerous. Ice. Man, it is crazy. How about that? If you are a Seattle Seawolves fan, seven days is a lifetime. You go to bed beating the Sabercats, but missing out in the playoffs. A few days later, whispers start working their way around, you know, the dark corners of Major League Rugby that hang on a second, something's not right in the Lone Star State. Turns out a lot was wrong in the Lone Star State. Now Seattle going into their game against LA, you've got a chance, you've got a, a slither, but you've got to beat the defending champs in their own house. They go and do it. Now they're in the playoffs, going to Houston to play the Sabercats. If that's not the craziest thing you've ever heard in professional sports, I don't know what is. Well, the craziest thing was that what, what came before that, and that was the Austin Gilgronis being tossed out of the playoffs for alleged uh, naughtiness in the salary cap thing, Brian. Yeah, just crazy. I mean, we still don't know exactly what, what's gone on there but it is you know there is certainly an element of salary cap in there and we'll wait to see you know anxiously to get some more information on that but i mean just bonkers there's san diego sitting out there their season's over then all of a sudden hey maybe it's back on and they you know they look at the odds for this game if i'm san diego i'm thinking i got a pretty good shot at getting there you know training's probably going pretty well and then seattle uh no duratalo no ben landry you know both starting centers are out uh you know samu manoa pulls out late before the game and make totally makeshift squad and somehow they beat la at memorial coliseum with you know bonus point win la gets zero points out of the game 
I, I, there's no way I would have predicted any of that. It was just totally uh, bonkers. And now we got to see how many, you know, Seattle guys are even left to play against Houston. Majola went down near the end. Brad Tucker got hurt. So who knows? It's just all crazy right now. And, you know, you talked about LA getting zero points. Now all West, all Eastern conference teams, if they go through to the final, will be the hosts of that final because LA didn't capitalize. They could have maybe edged out Atlanta and New York. But, you know, not New England. But now it's all moot because the Eastern Conference will host a final, which would be interesting if it has to be in Hoboken, Dan. Yeah, uh, turf fields all around. We went from Coliseum last year to beautiful grass uh, of Southern California. Turf, Quincy, turf, Hoboken, turf, Atlanta. So get your uh, tape out, gentlemen. Knees and elbows for the final. Well, I'll tell you what, I went up to to Quincy on Friday night for that match between New York and New England. And I hadn't been to that stadium yet. What a great place they've got. Great vibe. It's, you know, it's like it should be, right? And can be. And the players weren't really complaining about the turf. In fact, some of them said they preferred playing on that rather than the turf at Segra Field because they said the Segra Field turf was too too spongy, too soft. Right. That's interesting. I mean, yeah. I mean, the only thing you can think of at Quincy that's not so good is those damn field lines. Hey, maybe they can, you know, maybe if they make it to the final, they can do something there to paint over them or something. We'll just have to see. But yeah, certainly is going to have a very different complexion, right? I mean, this will be the first year that the uh, MLR Shield has not been raised in California. So, you know, there's still a chance a California team could win it, but it's going to be an East Coast final for the first time. All right, so let me change gears a little bit and put you guys in the position of commissioner. And you get a you get a a, a morning m- email in your inbox that says, "Help, by the way, uh, we've got alleged uh, infractions by one of your teams that's supposed to be hosting, or is one of your best teams in the league, and um, we want to know what you're going to do about it. Do you do what's been done, Dan?" Listen, without knowing all the facts, like having everything in front of me, I can't really say, you know. Where when has that stopped you? Very rarely, but this time it does. I'm, I'm hitting my emergency flares right now to distract this uh, conversation as much as I can. But we don't know the facts. We really don't. And we probably never will, if I'm being honest, uh, just, just the way it works. It doesn't matter if it's Major League Rugby, if it's NFL, MLB. The facts are always kept pretty much under under wraps, but I don't, I, I don't know that there's a lot of being said about the timing, but, you know, think about it from a different perspective. If they didn't do it now, Austin go through and win the championship, how it looks to strip a championship, a title away from someone and then gift it to who lost the game. So really, I don't know what options were available uh, in this situation without having all the facts. But Brian, there are those that say that, for the most part, over the five years, there have been a number of teams that may have skirted over the salary cap. Wink, wink. Yeah, I mean, that's not exactly a deep, dark secret at this point. But look, uh, there's a difference in between, you know, going a few bucks over and doing something else. That they're not just going to, you know, haul the, the Western Conference leaders completely out on the last day of the, you know, before the, the last weekend of the regular season for, you know, uh, breaking the salary cap by a few bucks. It's just not possible. So there's more going on there that we're just not aware of. It's up to the lawyers to figure that stuff out. There's nothing we can say. And, and frankly, it's probably them who made the, you know, who kind of forced the issue. So we just have to, you know, figure out what's going on there. Yeah. And there, there are no, uh, we, we cannot get the rumors verified that commissioner George Killebrew is sitting on his couch, watching lifetime movies, eating 
gallon of ice cream after gallon of ice cream trying to figure this all out. That's not true. We can't confirm that. As Dan struggles with an enemy, it looks like a Russian trying to come on his plane. Russian MiGs. Sorry. I thought we took care of those in the original Top Gun, but they're back. <laughs> Brian, what if you were the commissioner? Well, again, I mean, we don't, we don't have the facts. I mean, look at it this way. When is the right time to be <laughs> kicking the team out for the playoffs? I mean, do you do it, uh, you know, last week? And then do they, you know, all of a sudden forfeit their last two games that they're going to play? I mean, there, there's no right time when you're making a decision like that. So I do not envy the decision that George Killebrew had to make. And frankly, it probably wasn't really his to make. Yeah, I, I just, I, again, you guys are both right. We don't have all the facts. We likely never will. I might have erred on the side of, okay, if I have documentation about individual players that there have been a violation of some sort, and again, this is all just speculation. We have no idea. Uh, I would probably have just suspended the players and let the team play. Maybe. But again, without having any details, it's kind of moot. Other than that, what caught you? What caught your eye about the matches on the final weekend of the regular season, Dan? Uh, it's hard to look past Seattle beating LA at the Coliseum. I think uh, I think Brian's already kind of touched on that. What that you know meant over the weekend. Oh, this one's going to sting my little buddy, but uh, old glory, you know, put together a pretty good performance to finish their year against Toronto. Sorry, I'm sorry, Brian. But uh, yeah, I think Seattle, Seattle stepping up and taking control of their destiny and getting the win on the road was probably the big one for me. Brian. Yeah, I probably have to take some of the blame for this one for uh, teasing Rob Iremescu about Old Glory's defense. And That's right. Of course, the arrows go in and <laughs> give up 50 points at home against probably the biggest crowd of the season in Toronto, one of their worst performances. How does how do you explain this? Do do uh, are are you gonna have a, are you gonna clean house as a result of this or house? Are you gonna clean house? Well, I mean, the injuries absolutely destroyed. I mean, nine players played scrum half this year. I mean, most clubs play like two or three all year. So that, I mean, you're never going to see that again. But but still, just a lot of things. I think this was a learning year for Peter Smith. Uh, you know, I think there were some mistakes along the way, play calling, selections, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, they'll chuck this one down. As, you know, we've got to take some positives out of what was, a, you know, should have been a better season than it was, if we're being honest. So uh, disappointing for sure. But, uh, you know, hopefully they can write the ship heading into next season. Well, I thought one thing that caught my eye was a 7-5 score with Dallas. Some support coming and, in. and the Warriors, well. but like the 51st minute, I'm thinking, is Dallas going to get their first win here? Are they going to do it? And why isn't Utah destroying them? Because I've, I'm laying 30 points here. What the Sam Hill's going on? But ultimately, and then, and then the, the misconversion at the end, that would have been 30 points. So I lost the mortgage yet again. Yet again, good thing I'm, I'm betting in donuts. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to look at the playoff matches right after this. Been blind since I was four, and I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste, and my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has a taste on the flavor. What do you think is on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire.
Oh, that's good beer. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. And we're back with Dan Top Gun Power and Brian Miggs Ray. Uh, guys, we got two games Saturday night for the Eastern Conference Eliminator, and Sunday night, this is Eastern Time, for the Western Conference Eliminator. That one's at 9 p.m. Eastern, whereas the Atlanta New York game is at 8 30 Saturday night Eastern Time. What do you, what's your take on this one, Dan, the New York Atlanta game? It's going to be a tough one, right? They met each other just a couple of weeks ago, Atlanta on the road in uh, Hoboken. They get a good win on the road. I just don't feel like that's the same New York um, that they're going to see this weekend down there in Atlanta. Playoff, playoffs are weird. It's a different brand of rugby altogether. You know, you throw form out the window, you throw the season out the window, they win, they go on, they lose, they go home. Big players love these big moments. There's big players all throughout that New York side. Andy Ellis, World Cup champion. Uh, Milner Scudder, World Cup champion. Naholo, World Cup champion. Uh, it's hard to find someone on that Atlanta roster that can stack up against that experience in those big games. So when the bright lights are on, the brightest stars shine. So I expect New York to get the win here, even though it is on the road. And Atlanta very capable uh, in finals footy as well. Are you wearing those glasses because the, your co-stars here are shining so brightly? Just Brian Ray, but yes, that is correct. Fair enough. One out of three ain't bad. Uh, Brian, I got to see the the New England Free Jacks players up close and personal in that intimate stadium that they play in because you could stand right behind the fence, the cyclone fence, right behind their bench. And what was really cool, I just stood there and, and just kind of took it in, the, all the banter going back and forth between the players, the New York players on the field and the guys on the bench. And there's a bunch of Kiwis that weren't, you know, like they got, they've got starters that weren't in the starting lineup for New England. So that bench was full of opinions and just heckling the All Blacks. Just, you know, Josh Larson and, and, and Slade McDowell. And they're just, it was hilarious. It was so great. And I got to tell you, if you have an opportunity, fans, you have to go up to that stadium to see a game because there's not a bad seat in the house. They got a great vibe. They got the beer tents. They got it all. It's wicked, smart, and Quincy. Fort, Fort Quincy, they call it. But, Brian, what's your take on the New York-Atlanta game? Well, this is another one where I'm kind of interested to see who's actually going to take the field. I mean, New York didn't have, you know, close to their full-strength lineup, and they still beat – New England in that one. So, uh, you know, obviously it would be a, kind of a classic game to see a, a Boston, New York uh, final, but they got to get through ATL and that's a tough ATL team. And, uh, you know, I, I'm wondering if John Roy Jenkinson is, is going to be fit. He kind of looked like he tweak a hamstring or something. He's been a pretty key player for them in the scrum. Um, you know, uh, both these teams really like to, to, to play the line out game, you know, to get that line out drive going. Dylan Fawcett and Marco Jansen Van Rensburg have been scoring tries left, right, and center. And Caleb Geiger also for New York. So, uh, you know, this is, uh, I think this is going to be one of those playoff style games where they're just really beating each other up. I'm not really expecting a wide, expansive game. And it's tough to call. Um, you know, I, I know you're picking New York, so I kind of feel like I have to, uh, to to help out ATL here and back them, uh, be the dissenter. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game either way. So I'll, I'll, I'll take ATL by like three points off the boot of Joaquin de la Vega, Mandia. Drop goal in the 79th minute. You know, I, I, I'm just watching Dan in that cockpit, and he is he's, he's really active. You know, it, you look pretty believable in that thing, Dan. But as you said 
off camera, they were actually in the planes in the movie, which is even cooler. Yeah. But um, here's a little tidbit. New York is seven and one on the road this year. Seven and one. And they last time they played in Atlanta, they beat them. So it might be that expense, you know, the wider field plays to the advantage to the maybe it's a mental thing. I don't know. But I think New York is going to win this one. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. But I think it's going to be a very, very tough, physical, good match. And which Atlanta team is going to show up? Are they going to be the team that plays a hybrid kind of rugby? Or are they going to go back to, you know, maybe a, the one-dimensional style that they've been playing in spurts this year? It depends on which team shows up and what their strategy is. See if they're going to, if they're going to keep the ball or kick it away, you know, play that, that kick and chase defense that made them so good last year and in spurts this year. And now that we know both L.A. and Austin have been disqualified, here are the updated league table standings and playoff schedules. Final thoughts. Dan. Will we have our first uh, asterisk in Major League Rugby? Will it always be a, a what-if situation now with this? We've seen it in other sports. Um, Saracens close to home um, in, in the rugby world. Will the champion of 2022 always have to answer the question of, yeah, but you couldn't beat Austin or you wouldn't have beat Austin in the final. But uh, it's interesting. I embrace it. I think it's great. More publicity to the league. I know there's say bad publicity is bad publicity, but publicity is publicity. Controversy creates cash, as the old saying goes. So they should be on top of it. I'd love a little bit more transparency from the league on around some of the facts there, because nothing worse than rumor and innuendo spreading. Uh, they probably could have done a little bit of a better job on the PR front of getting ahead of this. But overall, it's just, it's final footy, man. We're, we're at the pointy end. Let's get it done. Yeah, just a, you know, shout out to the Austin players. You know, we don't know what's going on in the, in the whole management thing, but the players with all this kind of craziness going on behind the scenes fronted up out there every week. And, uh, you know, a guy like Will McGee who's bringing the curtains down in his career to go out on that kind of a note is it's, it's just such a disappointment oh bryce campbell is such a a terrific guy and you know he leads you know by example really so you know it's just tough to see it on those guys who work so hard to to bring finally a winning team to to, to austin now people are going to say well obviously they've cheated or something i mean whatever but I, I, you know just a shout out to the guys you know uh, a feel for you guys and uh, i hope to see you back in mlr as many as you as them as possible next season in uh, in different circumstances yeah, and, and a guy like Mark O'Keefe, who's been really exciting on both sides of the ball the whole the whole year. I was really looking forward to him in the playoffs, you know, and it's just it's a shame, you know, but I can understand if you've if you're facing the kind of information that they must have been facing. I don't think it's WMDs. I think there's actual stuff that's going on, and I think they had to make a decision and they hated to make it. I, I guarantee you the last thing they wanted to do was make this decision. And I think maybe ultimately it will show that they are serious about stuff in the league. And maybe the salary cap thing isn't the little wink, wink topic that we all thought it was for the first five years going forward. But what a can of worms that this potentially could open up. Only time will tell. I want to, on that note, guys, we have to take, uh, we have to, we have to end. So I want to thank Mr. Dan Top Gun Power, Mr. Brian America's Rugby News, 
Ray, and thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other shows, including the Rugby Odds and our College Rugby Wrap-Up. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Sign up for our weekly newsletter, and please, please, please sign up for our American Red Cross Blood donor team.